0: This morning's reading is Daniel chapter 12. It starts off with the apparition of the uh, lightning-faced dude talking to Daniel. Uh, The end times. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people... Everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who led many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. <coughs> Excuse me. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. One of them said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, How long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? The man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river lifted his right hand and his left hand towards heaven, And I heard him swear by him who lives forever saying it will be for a time, times and half a time when the power of the holy people has been finally broken all these things will be completed. I heard but I did not understand so I asked my Lord what will the outcome of all this be? He replied go your way Daniel because the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. As for you... Go your way till the end. You will rest and then at the end of the days you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Thanks, Brian.
1: Um For those of, the, those of you who are uh, visiting today or have only just been here for the last week or so, you might be thinking, what on earth is going on with what we've just read? Uh, it's a good question, isn't it, really? Uh, we're in the middle of or at the, actually the end of a series of looking through the book of Daniel At church here we like to work through books of the Bible because we think God speaks through the Bible to us and even the difficult passages he still speaks to us as well. And uh, so today we've come to the end of Daniel and we're looking at Daniel chapter 12 together. Daniel is a book written by a guy called Daniel uh, back about uh, 500 odd years before Jesus' time and uh, this is getting near the end of his life and he's had this vision. He's uh, standing and he's had this vision and this is what he's recorded for us. And we're coming to the end of what he was seen. So because it's a vision, there's a lot of picture language in it. And uh, there's angels and stuff going on that's pretty bizarre and out there. But it's a vision that he has of what's happening around him. And uh, that this dude, the lightning faced dude that Graham spoke about, uh, who we think is probably the Jesus before he came to live with us. Jesus is actually speaking to Daniel about what's happening and what's going on around him, what's going to happen in the future as well. And so that's where we come to in Daniel chapter 12. He's in the middle of this. And he's trying to work this out and he's trying to understand it. And I think a lot of us are still trying to work it out and still trying to understand it. I think we've got it completely sussed. But I think there's some really good parts in it that we can look at today that will just help us to live the life that we live in the world that we live in. Uh, a friend of mine who I catch up with every now and then, and every now and then we get a chance to read the Bible together. Uh, when I was talking to him, he often talks to me about how when he's talking to people. Uh, This guy at the moment yet doesn't hasn't given his life to Jesus. He's not a Christian yet. He's thinking about stuff. Uh, But he says to me, he says, when I talk to people and we talk about stuff of the world and we talk about all the things that are out there, I can talk to them about Buddhism, Taoism, uh, crystals, healing powers. I can talk to him about anything on a new age basis and people are really happy to talk to me. But he says, when I actually mention the name Jesus to people, boom, suddenly it closes down on him the conversation closes down. I mean, it's bizarre. He it says you can talk about just about anything you like, but as soon as you talk about Jesus, people suddenly get, what's this all about? I think that's a bit of the case, isn't it? I think in the world that we live in today, sometimes you can talk about all of the bizarrest mysteries that you can possibly think of. People can have the weirdest spiritual experiences, and people say that's great, and think that's possibly even true. But when you get to talk about Jesus, a real figure who lived in real time, in a real place, in a real world, and claim some really big things, people get a little bit scared about it. And it becomes conflict in a sense. There's a conflict between the world likes to talk about a little stuff, but when it comes down to Jesus, they don't want to talk about that. It's a conflict situation. And if you're a follower of Jesus, if you believe and trust in Him, then you get that every now and then, don't you? Not all the time, but every now and then you get that. And we live in a world that's in conflict with what we believe and don't really want to know what we believe. And so I think Daniel is writing to a very similar situation. He's writing to a group of people who believe in their God. They're in a completely different country and no one wants to talk to them about that. They close him down about it. He's in a conflict situation. And so this person who's speaking to Daniel comes to him and gives him some good things that he needs to know about how to live in a world of conflict, in a world that doesn't believe with the things that you believe. For us, in a world... It doesn't really want to talk about Jesus. So that's what we're going to look at today. How can we live in a world of conflict? What are some things that we can gather out of this passage that help us in that situation? So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to have a quick look at it together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks that you do speak to us through your word, that, Lord, uh, sometimes it's not easy to understand, but, Lord, you do give us uh, ways in which to work through things, and when we put our mind to it, And when we look at things, Lord, you speak to us through your word. We pray this morning, Lord, that as we think about this passage in Daniel chapter 7, that, Lord, no matter where we're at, whether we know you, whether we're exploring things about you, or whether we've known you for ages, Lord, that you'll challenge us and change us by what we hear today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Well, as I said, there's some things in here that I think are great. If you've got the back of your bulletin, you can have a look over, turn over the page, and you'll see quite a lot of little points. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to go forever. Uh, We're going to hit all those little points very quickly as we go through our talk today, just to hopefully show you some things that come out of this passage for us. And the first one, I reckon, comes out of verse 1. And if you read verse 1, it says this. That'll be up on the screen there. Uh, at that time, Michael, an angel, the great prince who protects our people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Well, the first thing I think comes out of here that uh, Daniel's in this really bizarre predicament. That's a really tough gig. But what he's found out is that this angel, this Jesus who speaks to him, says, Mate, you're not alone. You're not going at this by yourself, like Jen in the talk. The mist might be there. You may not see what's happening exactly, but I'm with you. I'm there with you. God is with you. God is on your side, mate. And that's a great thing to know, isn't it? That God is on Daniel's side and God is on our side, even when it doesn't look like it at the time. I don't know about you, but I've been watching the ashes lately and I'm devastated. It is a shocking situation. I think we're becoming Poms and Poms are becoming Australians. It's just flipped around, hasn't it? You know, We're losing the cricket, we're losing everything, we lose the rugby to them, we're losing everything to the Poms, it's just not good. But in the past, I never used to worry about if the Poms seemed like they were getting on top of us in the cricket because we always had Shane Warne or Glenn McGrath or Matthew Hayden. We always had the bloke on our side that we could bring out and he'd just devastate them and we'd win. We don't have that at the moment, do we? A trouble in court, we mate? We're, we're in big trouble, mate, with all of them. It's not good, is it? We don't have that bloke on our side. Knowing that you've got that bloke on your side, the Warnie or the Hayden or the whoever, the Gilchrist, you felt confident that you're still going to beat the Poms. Well, what Daniel is hearing here is he knows that even though the world looks like it's gone into complete devastation, even though it looks like you're in big trouble, Daniel, God... Is on your side. He's on your side, mate. It may not look it at the moment, but the victory is sure. I'm going to win. And that's for us to know, isn't it? God's on our side. Even though it may not look like it, and there's times when things around us don't particularly go that way, there might be times when we're struggling about our belief and our faith and our trust in Jesus. Circumstances around us may not be going exactly as we like it, But we can know that God is on our side. He has the victory. And we know that because Jesus won the biggest victory. He took on death. He defeated it. And when we trust in him, his victory becomes our victory. And so therefore we can live in the world around us. That's the comfort isn't it? God's on our side. Now the next comfort too is to know that if our name is in the book of life then our eternity is secure. Look at what it says at the end of verse uh, 1 there. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, if there's one list that you want your name on, it's the book of life. That is the book that God's got that says, You are mine. I don't know what you've noticed in the paper this week, but the BRW uh, put out Australia's, the list of Australia's most wealthy people. The people who've earned the most this year. Anyone know who that might have been? No, I don't Not me? Know. Frank Lowy. Frank Lowy, the bloke who just spent 50 million of hours to try and get soccer to Australia. That bloke, he made a lot out of the Australian government and he's made a lot out of us. <laughs> uh, Frank Lowey, he's he's made, he's on the top, he's at the top. He's about... Not too sure how much he made, something like five point something billion dollars. Oh, no, get up to that one, John. we'll get up to that one. Uh, don't take away my punch punchlines, mate. You've got to hold on to them, okay? You've got to hold on to them. Uh, so these are the top, and then they had the top entertainers who've run the most money and earned the most money, too. Do you know who that is? No, no, Michael Jackson. No, no, it doesn't help him either. It's Australian. Who do you reckon it is? No, the Wiggles have gone down the list this year. They've only learned about $10 okay? Pretty dodgy, isn't it, really? Only $10 this year. No, not ACDC. They've dropped off. They were number one last year. They've dropped down to third or fourth this year. It's an organisation called Raw, which is an organisation that walks around with dinosaurs. Uh, They've made dinosaurs, and they do it in the arena stadiums, and it's like walking with dinosaurs. They've made $140 million this year. That's... John, are you taking away all my punchlines, mate? (laughs) Shush! We'll pull you in the line in a minute, mate. You're really out there today. Um, So they're amazing lists to be on, aren't they? But in the end, those lists count for nothing when it comes to eternity. The only list that matters is God's. Even Santa's list doesn't matter whether you're naughty or nice. I've always wondered about that, isn't it? I mean, if Santa had a list that had naughty or nice on it, none of us would be on it, on the good side. None of us would get presents, would we? Because we're all naughty at times. And you know, the good thing that God's list hasn't got to do whether you're naughty or nice. God's list has only got to do with who we know to do with Jesus. You see, we find out in the New Testament that when we read through, that to be on God's list is to put your trust and belief in Jesus. When you trust and believe in Him, then you're on His list. And that lasts for eternity. That's a great thing to know, isn't it? It's not about weighing up the scales, because when we weigh up the scales, we're all cactus. It's not whether we're naughty or nice. It's not whether we've been to church a number of times in a year. It's not whether we just help people across the road. It's not whether we give money to the poor. All those things are good, but in a sense, those things aren't the things that are going to get you on the list because you do bad stuff as well. You stuff up stuff and that takes you off the list. It's about trusting in Jesus. It's the only thing that gets you on the list. It's trusting Him. You see, surviving in this world, when things are going around us, it's great to know that God's on our side, isn't it? It's also great to know that when we trust in Jesus, we are on his list, his list. And that means that we have an eternity with him. Look what it says there in verse 2. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. That those that are on the list will be with Jesus in eternity, in perfection forever. Those who aren't, then the story's not so good, is it? Shame, contempt, experiencing God's wrath and anger away from God and not with Him for eternity, away from everything that is good and perfect will not be there. That's, you don't want to be on that one. You want to be on God's list, and that's trusting and believing in Jesus. See, that's what Christmas is all about. The great gift of Christmas is that God says, I want you on my list and I'm going to make the way for you to be on my list. I'm going to send Jesus into the world. That little baby grows up, goes to the cross, dies on the cross, takes everything that we've done wrong on his shoulders, in his hands, takes it to the grave, defeats it, comes back out again and rises again so that we can be free, so that we can be on his list. And those that are that way, they're going to shine. They're going to shine like stars. Look at that. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, you know, the stars that we have today, aren't they? They fizzle and die. Even warning, he fizzled and he died a number of times when he was around, didn't he? The big stars, Michael Jackson, even, you know, the biggest of all performers, fizzled and died. You know, you see today, it's like fifteen minutes of fame, isn't it? That you have, bang, you've got it, and then it's gone again. Uh, the other night at the girls' dance, that they were there, uh, there was some people up there celebrating a wedding or about to have a wedding, and one of the girls that was there was off Beauty and the Geek, and my my, I about to who she is. My daughter went wild. Oh. And then I told her that I was actually doing the wedding that she was going to be at tomorrow. Oh, you're doing the wedding and she's going to be there. Wow, how great's that? That girl's on TV for the minutest of seconds. I tell you what, come next year, no one will remember. Come and gone and bang. Now, she's a nice girl, I think. I didn't even get to talk to her, actually. But uh, her, her brother's a really nice bloke because I did the wedding for him. He was a really nice guy. It's like that. They come, they fade, they've gone. Those stars don't last. Now, do you know that at the moment in, uh, in Sydney, they're putting up a 30-metre-long billboard, computer-generated billboard, so that you can, if you want, put your name into this uh, computer thing and you can get your name up in lights for 15 seconds throughout January. John O. Hey. 15 seconds you can have up there and bang, it's gone. 100,000 people between January the 8th and January the 30th are going to have their names up in lights. Gone. What about us? Are we seeking that 15 minutes of fame? Are we trying to get our names up in lights because of our sporting ability, because of our business ability? because of the things that are happening around us. Are we trying to be that? Are we trying to grab that bit of fame? Or are we after what God sees as fame? Living a wise life, that is recognising him, leading others to him, leading people to righteousness is what it means is leading other people to him. They're the things that are going to shine for eternity. That's what he says, the stars that will shine forever are people who live for him. It's a great comfort, isn't it, to know God's on our side, to know that when we're in Jesus, we can be on his list, that in Jesus we have an attorney that is secure forever, that in Jesus, when we live for him, we can shine like stars for eternity with God and that we can have the comfort to know that we too will rest with him. Jump across to verse 13. As you go your way till the end, you will rest and do you know what the rest is that they're talking about here? It's not hanging up a hammock, lying out, sitting and watching the surf roll in, having drinks brought to you. It's that not type of rest. Oh, that sounds pretty impressive, doesn't it? I wouldn't mind that every now and then. Uh, but it's not that type of rest that he's talking about. The rest that the Bible talks about is resting in God. It's coming out and resting outside of all the turmoil, the destruction, all that sin has brought into this world. The world that is in complete decay now... It'll we rest from that. We rest from the, the anger and the murder and the strife and the tension that we feel that we live here. That tension of the life around us. We get glimpses of it, don't we, at times? Glimpses when stuff's just going well, relationships are good, things are happening well, and you get a glimpse of it and then poof, it's gone. The rest that he's talking about here is resting with God. In complete love, complete peace. No war, no strife, no tension. That's the rest that he's talking about here. And he's saying to Daniel, you will rest with me. That's your inheritance, he says. Look, you'll rest and then at the end of the the days you'll rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Daniel, this will be yours. You'll be be welcomed into God's arms. He says, "Your home, feel that, experience that. That peace is yours. And that's for us too. When we trust and believe in Jesus, that rest is for us. We too will rest in him. And we get more glimpses of that, don't we? When we know and trust Jesus now, we can go through the fog, we can go through the devastation, we can hold on to him. But we're going to be with him ultimately in rest in the last days. When we rise with him. So knowing that God is on our side. Knowing that our name is in the book of life on his list. Knowing that our eternity is secure with him. Knowing that we will shine like stars with him. Knowing that we will rest. Knowing that we have an inheritance that cannot fade and will not spoil. Knowing those things. Help us to live in the world around us, doesn't it? Helps us to live with hope. Helps us to live with security. Helps us to live with confidence. Helps us to live knowing that that's all ours in Jesus. And it helps in the tough times just as much as it does in the good times and probably even more in the tough times. Because in those tough times is when you really need to be held tight, don't you? And God wraps his arms around us and holds us like so knowing is a good thing, but there's also being is a good thing. These are the last two things, very quickly. Uh, first thing, I think as you go through this uh, from verse 5 onwards, it's really hard to work out all the dates and the times and everything that goes with it. But I think what he's saying to us when he says at times, times and a half times, he's saying in a period of time. There'll be a period of time and then it'll come to a finish. But in that period of time, he says to Daniel in verse 9, he says, Go your way. Now in one sense that sounds like, all right, mate, ah, come on, Daniel, get on with it, mate. Go on, just. But actually, it doesn't mean that. It means go your way. It says, Daniel, keep doing what you're doing, mate. You're doing a great job. Keep up with that. Keep standing firm for me. Keep praying for my people. Keep living for me. Keep leading people to me, Daniel. Go your way. And be patient about it, mate, because it will happen. You may not see it, but I've got it in control. And It says down there, from the time that daily sacrifices is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation. We're not a 100% sure that is. A bloke called Antiochus Epiphanes destroyed the temple and put up a, a, a big statue of Zeus in the middle of the Jewish temple. That might have been what that was. And in a setup he says, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the man who waits for he, and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. In other words... It's a long time. You might think it's going to happen 1290, but then it might even be a little bit longer than that. Blessed is the guy who hangs on through it. Be patient, is what he's saying. But keep doing what you're doing, Daniel. That's what it says there in verse 13. As for you, go your way till the end, Daniel. Keep on doing those things, mate. Keep standing there. Keep witnessing for me. Keep believing me. Keep trusting me. Keep encouraging other people to do the same. Can I encourage you? I'm not too sure where you're all at. I'm not too sure all what you're thinking. If you do trust and believe in Jesus, if you've decided that He is uh, the Saviour and giving your life to Him, then take the great comfort out of this passage. But also take the great challenge out of this passage too. The great comfort is that God's on your side. The great comfort is that you're in His book of life. The great comfort is that you've got an eternity with Him. The great comfort is that you're going to shine like stars. The great comfort is that you'll rest the great comfort is you have an inheritance but the great challenge is that that directs how you live. It's not just a here thing. It's a here thing. Go your way, says the angel, says Jesus to Daniel. He says, don't just sit back in your life and say, okay, that's okay, great, fantastic, that's good, God. It's not going to impact anything else that I do. He says, go your way. What you believe and what you know needs to impact how you live. Don't try and go for your 15 seconds of fame. Go for your eternal glory. Live for what God wants you to live for. Do the things that he desires. Put your time and effort into that stuff because that stuff's going to last. 15 seconds on a billboard doesn't last long, does it? Shining like stars in eternity for eternity lasts forever. Let that dictate how you live, guys. For those of you at the moment who are still searching, still thinking about whether this Jesus guy is it, whether this Christian stuff's all about it, keep looking at it, guys. Keep thinking about it, especially this Christmas time. Have a look at Jesus. Check him out. Because he does make a whole lot of difference to your life now and your life eternally, to your security now and your hope now to how you live now. Because when you trust in Him, God's on your side. When you trust in Him, you're on His list. When you trust in Him, your eternity is secure. When you trust in Him, you can shine like stars. You will rest and you do have a fantastic inheritance awaiting for you. If you'd like to know more about that, if you'd like to find out more about this Jesus guy and how it impacts you, have a chat to me afterwards. Come and talk to me. Uh, Give me a call. Email me. On your bulletins you'll see that there's uh, my name and number and my email's on there. Love to talk to you about it. If there's one thing I love doing is talking to people about Jesus, even when they might close that conversation down and rather talk about Buddhism and all that stuff. I'm happy to talk about that, but how does it relate to Jesus as well? So please do that. We'd love to talk to you about it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we uh, just take a moment now to contemplate what we've heard and we do pray that we won't just shut it out of our minds and close it off. We pray Lord that we'll spend some good time contemplating what this means for us, how it impacts how we live, how it impacts how we relate to you how it impacts, Lord, in the world that is around us, our priorities, the decisions that we make. Lord, help us to see that what matters most is you. What matters most is bringing glory to you. What matters most is knowing you. What matters most is living for you, Lord. What matters most is Jesus. Help us to know that. Help us to feel that. Help us to live that, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.